Finals are well underway. Uh, I'm Nora, joined as always by the world famous commentator Olivia. Yugi, Yugi, retweet the podcast plugs. Yugi, Yugi, <laughs> subscribe to Export Audio. Yugi, I think Krampus trying to send me a message from the Shadow Realm. How does it's he do just, that? It's just him getting a Twitter DM. <laughs> Remember to like and retweet. Uh, uh, we watched Yu-Gi-Oh! That's right. Se- season 1... 28, and are... 29, and 30. Thank you, babe, so much. Uh, <laughs> episodes The Night Before and Dual Identity Part 1 and 2. Okay, so I think let's tackle the night before first, because that's like the the one that is not a duel. Yeah, I actually have a piece of trivia about that real quick. Oh, sure. This is the second episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! to not feature dueling. According to this wiki, I would say that's kind of suspect. We had most of season zero. But also the dream dueling with the tablets. Oh, yeah, no, that this one does have dueling, actually. So, you know. It is explicitly called out as dueling within the fiction. But I guess it's magic dueling, not dual monsters dueling. Oh, yeah, as opposed to all that non-magic dueling everyone in Yu-Gi-Oh! is constantly doing. Well, at this point, it's true. Only <laughs> Pegasus is doing magic dueling. I would say that Yugi is dueling magic dueling every time he fucking transforms into a different guy who's better at card games than him. Hmm. Anyway. In <laughs> in this episode, uh, now that Pegasus has uh, thoroughly beaten up Kaiba in front of everyone, stolen his soul, and is using his body for forced labor, this is something that I think needs to get repeated a few times, because it fucking blows my mind whenever i remember this um mm-hmm. pegasus invites everyone to a nice dinner and has croquet tell them the rules of the semifinals okay so the semifinals are basically just going to be a tournament they're going to draw random lots and like fight up a bracket until they get to the winner and then the winner will have the opportunity to duel pegasus uh however there is another weird little like problem um, or like an extra wrinkle that they've added, um, where 
in everyone's invitation to Duelist Kingdom, they receive two cards. One card has a bunch of treasure on it, and the other card is just blank. Uh, you need to use these cards in order to qualify for the, the two prizes of the tournament, where the treasure card corresponds to the $3 million, and the blank card uh, corresponds to Dueling Pegasus for a chance at being called the King of Games. Um... It's a really weird... We talked about this before when we were watching the episode. Like, it kind of doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The implication is that you have to choose between your prizes. Which is Ooh. not... Which is, like, n- not what was ever hinted at before. I guess if you have both cards, you can get both prizes. Yeah, but they gave everybody both cards. Yeah. It's a... It's a... It's a new plot point that literally only exists to make Joey freak out briefly that he doesn't have one of the cards because he's not technically an invitee. And then for Yugi to be like, no, it's cool. I don't want $3 million. Here, take my money card <laughs> and just give him the card. Um, and then also it's an impetus later for Bandit Keith to sneak into Joey's room and steal the money card because the implication is that Bandit Keith was also not an invite, which I could see. Yeah, he's he, constantly he, abducting people. and He was just kind of sneaking around beating people up <laughs> for the star chips. Um, why... <clears throat> My only question here. Mm-hmm. Just let Yugi keep both cards and get both prizes. He was never in this for the money. He was in it for the other thing, which is his grandpa. So... Mm-hmm. Just let Yugi win the money and give it to Joey. Yeah, and I think fundamentally it's not like... Yeah, Yugi is not going to take the money and, like, deprive Joey of the ability to save his sister's eyesight. He, he, he's just like, this is for throwing that piece into the river, asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, bet you think, I bet you thought I forgot about that, didn't you? It's like a weird... It, almost see, it does seem like it's almost an attempt to, like, um to pit the two heroes' interests against each other, but, like, Yuki would have to be a monster to, to, not, to like, win the tournament and not give Joey the money. Yeah. Simultaneously, Yugi must win the tournament in order to face Pegasus. Um, and, and, Joey, the... and Joey can't give him that prize if Joey wins, so it's a little... It's like one of those supposedly tension-inducing plots where you're like, okay, but I see how the whole thing plays out. Yeah. But in the event that Joey won and had both cards, he could also use the money to (laughs) fix Serenity and use the wish to help Yuki. Uh... Uh, Yeah, do you think he could make Pegasus duel Yuki if he won? Oh yeah, it said like you you can ask me for any one thing and I'll do it. Mm. So yeah, and I hmm. guess it's in Pegasus's <laughs> interest to duel Yugi either way. Yeah, because he wants to steal the puzzle. Yeah. Okay. So you know what? It it is just a situation where both of them <laughs> could solve the other's problem. So I guess not... there's there is Joey's masculine pride on the line. <laughs> uh... Anyway, so <laughs> they all go to bed for the night, and then 
several hours later, Taya is woken up by fucking Tristan and Bakura at her door. That's right, lower decks. <laughs> because Tristan has a theory, and Tristan's theory is that Pegasus cheats, which is true. We know this to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tristan's second theory is that if they go down to the duel arena where Pegasus dueled Kaiba and where all of the finals matches are going to be held, they will be able to find some evidence of that cheating, which we know is not true because Pegasus is doing magic. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, the three, the three, like... The three losers go down to the duel <laughs> arena and they discover that a hole in the wall is like projecting moonlight down to the duel arena, roughly where somebody's cards would be, like the challenger's cards would be. And when they climb up to look out the hole, they see a t- one of the towers of Pegasus's castle is across the way. So they form a theory that Pegasus has a guy in this tower using a telescope to look through like a microscopic hole in the wall to see the cards that whoever is dueling Pegasus is holding. So they climb right. up the tower <laughs> and get into like this mysterious kind of like study room where they find a portrait of a of a lady who they've never seen before except that Taya does remember Taya remembers a copy of this portrait being in the dining room right yes yeah and so they kind of speculate on that and then Pegasus shows up and he's like what are you two what are you three doing in my in my sexy little study and they're like, oh no! And Pegasus is like, haha, my magic powers! And like, zoops them all into the floor, which is goo now. That's right, it's time to go to the Shadow Realm. Time to go to the Shadow Realm. So they wake up in, uh, a, a, like a brick temple, right? It's just like a fantasy temple, and there's a bunch of dudes chanting. <laughs> Do you remember yes. the chant? <laughs> no, not at all. It's like something, something, dark power, magic souls. It's just a bunch of guys in robes chanting. And then they see two guys, also in robes, in the center of the room, uh, like, conjure up these giant stone slabs that, like, then fight each other. And Tristan goes, hey, isn't this kind of like dueling? And then Pegasus (laughs) lifts up off his hood, revealing himself to be the winner of the duel, and goes, haha, that's right. Yu-Gi-Oh! is based on ancient Egyptian shadow magic. (laughs) And I have been using, and I have been improving my shadow magic powers by stealing souls. But there's one magic power that I still don't have, and it's the power to conquer death. So I need more souls, so I'm gonna take all three of your souls. Sorry, tough shit. Um, uh, At which point, Bakura's Millennium Ring shines, and evil Bakura is here, and he goes... Tough shit for you, buddy boy! And then just, like, uh, makes a giant white light fill the room (laughs) that he says will wipe everybody's memories and return them to their rooms so that nobody (laughs) will remember this whole thing happening. And Uh then Taya wakes up and is like, man, what the fuck? Yep. Meanwhile... It's just just two, like, the ring and the eye are just competing strobe lights, like, flashing at each other, and then it goes to white, and he's like, I'll erase everyone's mind, so this never happened. That's pretty powerful. I feel like if evil Bakura can just, like, erase Pegasus's memories, uh, it, to me, prompts some questions about, like, why is evil Bakura not doing more here? 
Oh, well, he's been sealed since that duel. But he's out. He's out now. He Was he out just... There's nothing indicating why he's now out. Well, Good for I him, get, by the way. Because they, like... Didn't they lock him away after the change of heart episode? I feel like they just beat him. But, like, even if they locked him away... No, they put him in the graveyard. The card graveyard. And he was running around... Oh. He was running away from the Grim Reaper. Yeah. And now Pegasus, like, let him out by putting them in the Shadow World, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like a... I'm not saying you can't imagine a chain of logic, but there is not one presented in the (laughs) anime for why Evil Bakura is back. Or can erase minds. I don't think this is something... Or not erase minds, but erase memories. I don't think this is a power he will ever use again. This episode yeah. has this episode has extreme like we need to fill time energy. There's also some things clouding this episode that are additions from the dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we get to really quick? Can we do yes. Yugi's dream? This is what I was going to start with. So let's talk about Yugi. Yeah, so meanwhile, Yugi is having this dream where he hears the voice of his grandfather. And then, like, in his dream, he goes out to the courtyard and finds his grandfather's card on the ground. And his grandfather gives him an exposition speech, similarly to what Pegasus says to the the rest of the gang, that Pegasus is like a shadow magic user, and he needs to increase his shadow magic powers by stealing souls so yugi needs to watch out not get his soul stole and also uh get everyone else's souls back and then he sees his grandpa's cards and kaiba and mokuba's cards on these big obelisks that are on fire while they all beg for yugi to help him and then yugi wakes up and he's like man that's fucked up oh grandpa grandpa also says to trust the spirit of the millennium puzzle and Yugi's like, even though you tried to kill Kaiba? And Grandpa's like, yes, that doesn't bother me, really. <laughs> that Kaiba kid needs to get laid. Or die. To rest. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, and, then, and then also Bandit Keith sneaks into Joey's room and, and steals his prize money card. As we, right. as, we, as we kind of indicated earlier. And that's the episode. Did you think that it was weird that they were on obelisks? Um, I thought it was kind of a cool visual to have the cards, like, stuck to an obelisk while while they're burning, but I didn't think it seemed out of place. Were they... Well, let me take the a Jap- guess. Yeah. Were, uh-huh. they, were they crosses? Yeah, they the were gen- crosses. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, in the Japanese version, the three cards are hanging on three giant crosses. The English version replaces the crosses with pillars. There is a shot from behind the pillars in which you can still see one of the arms... Uh, that was edited out of the other shots. And at the end of Yugi's Dream, there's a church that is removed as well. Interesting. This is also where the only reference to the Dark World or Shadow Realm exists in the Japanese version. This is, you know, classically a construction of the dub. The Shadow Realm is not part of the Yu-Gi-Oh! story as written. It's just Mm -hmm. the euphemism for when characters die or get injured. Mm -hmm. Um the, Do they say? Is there any indication that they say shadow magic in the original dub? I don't know. I, I, ju- on... I just think that phrase is really funny. Yugi's grandpa talking about Pegasus's shadow magic is really funny. I mean, there's Yami no Game from yeah. the first show, the Yami Dark no Games. Game. 
But um, in this episode, Grandpa warns Yugi that Pegasus has visited the Dark World and uncovered dangerous secrets. This plot point was never addressed later in the show and is absent from the dubbed versions. Hmm. So that's the sort of equivalent of the Shadow Realm in the in the Japanese version, which is mentioned one time and they just move on. They don't. You know. We have a recurring we have a recurring theme this week of like dub changes to the show. <laughs> uh huh. Um, also, in the Japanese version, instead of talking about the Shadow Realm, which only exists in the dub, Pegasus demonstrates his eyes mind reading ability to Tristan, Taya, and Bakura. Hmm. So, what does he do like visually? I don't know. That's really interesting because <laughs> like they get they get taken like a temple. Is it maybe? Huh. Is he reading? If that, like, footage is all in the in the original oh. dub, is he reading, like, Dark Evil Bakura's mind? Because yeah. Evil, Bakura, Evil Bakura would remember that stuff. Yeah, he would. <laughs> I wish that's what we got, you know? That's pretty sick. That like, would Whoa, be that was sick. weird. Where did that come from? Uh, I don't Bu- know. <laughs> and Evil Bakura's like, hey, man, I thought my account was locked. <laughs> I didn't add you to my circle. Evil Bakura voice, don't reply to a locked account if you aren't following it. <sighs> yeah, this episode, like I said, I think it had strong filler energy. It was really just like... Nothing happened, really. It's just um, kind of like... The bit characters will go on an adventure... And accomplished nothing. Yeah. Um, two other things real quick before we move on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene when they're climbing the tower where they have to go up the roof at the top. Mm-hmm. And Taya goes first so that uh, if she falls, one of the boys can catch her. Mm-hmm. But uh, for one thing, uh, there's a shot where it has a Joey instead of Bakura on the roof. <laughs> and another thing is that in the Japanese version, she doesn't want to do this because she doesn't want the boys to look up her skirt. And so the boys wear blindfolds when they're climbing the roof. Okay, yeah, a lot of changes. <laughs> I also um, think And then the other I... stuff like taking Pe- Pegasus's wine bottle out of the shot and stuff like that. I also think the... The idea that, like, Bakura could catch a falling Taya is kind of laughable. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think the fact that he can even make it climb up to the roof of a building is impressive for his stature. Also, I guess, real quick, shout out to the cooking staff at Pegasus's castle here for having to double the amount of people they were planning on feeding because Yugi just brought a bunch of hitchhikers onto the island. True. They did have that thing in the last set of episodes we covered where they, like, ran around Kimo, and now it's just like, Pegasus is like, oh, well, you did run around Kimo, so. That's <laughs> fair. I guess, I guess I will just treat you as guests. Yeah, he, like, has rooms available for them and everything. Pegasus is really, say what you want about Pegasus, he is a courteous host. He's just like, well, this one's on me, I guess. <laughs> he's, not gonna, he's not going to throw anyone out into the wilderness, you know? 
Well, he's, he's like, not going to throw anyone out into the wilderness a second time. <laughs> if if he if his goons try once and fail, you know he he's a good sport about it. Yeah. All right. Oh oh. Also, during this episode, they draw lots to decide their bracket, and the matchups are going to be. Yugi versus Mai with the winner going on, and then Joey versus Bandit Keith with the winner going on. So, if you think you know how those duels are going to go, vote now on your phones. <laughs> and so, yeah, next in the next two episodes, we move on to the Yugi versus Mai duel. So, Mai talked talked a big game about adjusting her deck in order to defeat Yugi. Uh huh. How- however. It's kind of the same shit that she always does. Yeah. Where she has a harpy lady, and she puts equip cards on it, and then she powers up the harpy lady and multiplies it by three. And then, but this time, she has a dragon that gets a buff for each harpy lady on the field. Uh So the buffing the harpy lady was good, but it was actually just to double buff the dragon. Uh Uh-huh. She also has, she also has a, a two trap card combo. Uh, neither, I think this is a classic. Like neither of these cards actually work like this, but you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Where she has the mirror wall trap, which will reduce the attack of any monster of Yugi's that attacks by half, and the the shadow of eyes trap, which means that he cannot play monsters in defense mode, and they, like, have to attack her creatures when she plays them. Um, this will be circumvented in a really fucking funny way later. But <laughs> this is this is the setup where Mai is constantly powering up her monsters, and Yugi can't, just can't get through her defense. And on the inside, you know, Yugi is struggling. Um, Grandpa's spirit told him that he had to trust, you know, uh, big Yugi. Big Yugi, mm-hmm. strong Yugi, the Pharaoh, all of the various euphemisms we've used for this fucking character <laughs> over the course of the podcast. But Yugi is still kind of fucked up about the part where he was going to kill Kaiba. So he doesn't want to to let Big Yugi help him out, even though visually it's just Big Yugi playing the duel. <laughs> it's another dub change. Yeah, also... I have a weird question about... Just a cultural question about Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Is it technically a spoiler to call him a pharaoh? Is that like a late game reveal? But that everyone actually knows? It's gonna happen in season two. Okay. Is my memory of it? I think before Battle City, it's gonna happen. So I think it's technically a spoiler, but like, I think everybody who knows about Yu-Gi-Oh! knows this about Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I'm just thinking about, like, especially in the abridged series version of it, that a lot of people, will that will be their vision of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they're not going to watch the actual show. Just, like, the the awareness that Yami Yugi is the pharaoh is so, like, burned into my mind. And then I realized today that they had never said that. And I don't remember a scene where anyone ever says that. And so I, I had no, like, recollection of when that information is actually, like, given out. I think it's interesting because Season Zero, I think Season Zero does basically state that the pharaoh, that, like, the, the spirit is some kind of ancient Egyptian spirit. Um, I think so, yeah. 
because because we have the whole thing with shoddy and um i think it's mostly just the thing with shoddy yeah which is gonna come back in this show but played as though this is the first time it's happened so it's it's it is a definitely weird and fuzzy situation um which is just going to get sweeped away. I think I think by the time Battle City starts, we're just going to know. Um, okay. Because I think Ishizu... I remember it as being before Battle City, Ishizu shows up and gives Kaiba and Yugi both separate spiels about how all this works. Right, because they also have to introduce the god cards. Yeah, that's where Kaiba gets his god card. Um, also oh god, very... Rock. <laughs> also really funny... I just think all the time about how, like, Yugi is a normal Japanese boy who just, like, has the spirit of the pharaoh in this puzzle that he happened to obtain. Kaiba is full-on a reincarnation of an ancient Egyptian priest. (laughs) Which, wild shit going on, and also implied by, like, either spiritually or, like, Kaiba's family history. Yeah, also, I had also assumed that Yugi was... On top of having the spirit of the pharaoh, was the actual reincarnation himself of the pharaoh? I don't be... know if that's actually true. Yeah, can you be a reincarnation of a guy whose spirit is still around and conscious? I don't think so. Castlevania says no. Yeah, I don't, I think, I mean, I think the reincarnation is like the spirit or some sort of soul essence of a being being turned into the soul of another being. So, like, you can't be the reincarnation of a guy who's a ghost. It's... Reincarnation is fundamentally to be, like, linked to this previous incarnation of a person. Which is no longer around. Anyway, we're getting really metaphysical with it. I know. (laughs) For all... What's important about this episode is that Yugi is struggling... And eventually the pharaoh's like, no, dude, trust me, I'm chill. And Yuki's like, okay, well, I guess if you're chill. And then they work together to summon the Black Luster Soldier and defeat Mai. Fun fact. Uh Uh, The first English air date of these episodes were at the end of August 2002, almost exactly 20 years prior to us recording this podcast. Oh, shit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the last that? time. Probably the last time that will ever line up again. <laughs> due to our kind of weird recording schedule. <clears throat> Who knows? It might take us a year to get to Battle City. I hope not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the um, you you explained this to me while we were watching, but apparently this plot line, the plot line of these episodes, is entirely a dub invention. Yeah, kinda. Um, the dub shows Yugi, quote in quotes here, uh, dueling poorly because he's distracted by keeping the spirit of the puzzle in check. The Japanese version does not say this because it has never shown Yugi and the Pharaoh's minds to be fused. Instead, the Pharaoh's spirit is the only one dueling, but he is thinking about defeating Pegasus and not paying proper attention to Mai. Mm-hmm. That's why he's losing. Which is visually what we see, because at one point Pegasus is like... <clears throat> his imagination of Pegasus shows up and is like, I'm evil. (laughs) My Pegasus impression is all over the place. I'm sorry about that. 
Similarly, the dub includes him asking multiple times for Yuki to accept his help, with him refusing. The Japanese version does not have this exchange. And we also got the standard Harpy Lady debuffs in this episode, where they put a... Uh, no boobies allowed. No boobies allowed, and they took the spikes off of the Cyber Shield breastplate. Because mm-hmm. of nipples. Yeah, it's this. it's a very weird set of episodes to watch, because, like... What is going on in the audio tracks is visually not what's going on at all. Like, you have Yugi, our small Yugi, struggling to duo and not letting the Pharaoh, like, help him. But what you are actually seing is, like, the Pharaoh <laughs> dueling. And, and little Yugi's face will appear in the mental space but have Big Yugi's face. I mean, uh, Big Yugi's voice. Yes. Very strange episode to watch. Like, the disconnect is huge. Um, despite that, I kind of like Mai's character work in this. Like, this episode goes a long way. Like, you know, very awkward dub plot aside, I think these episodes go a long way towards, like, establishing a character for Mai that I actually like, which is, like, a person who is she in in this dub she's a person who's like very frank about her personally very like materialist and kind of frivolous desires but ultimately like if she sees somebody who's in trouble she's going to help them out even if that comes at a cost to her personally mm-hmm. um which i think is very interesting she has that great line where she goes like the reason i i do Yugi, the reason I duel, besides the money, the cars, the vacations, the cosmetics, it's for the honor of dueling. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, because the whole time she senses that like Yugi's, Yugi's got something you know, going on in his brain, and rather than just kind of like crush him and and win the tournament she helps him like get his shit together and she fights and she loses that fight because she helps him get his shit together but she's cool with that Um, yeah she like deliberately does a slow ass strategy because she's constantly being like hey what the fuck are you doing quit fucking around and play the game fine Mm -hmm. i'll summon another harpy Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's like my Valentine currently our most like realized female character in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and and they give her so much shit. They still give her a lot of shit. Um, Joey in particular is like up in the rafters, just like foaming at the mouth with anger whenever she speaks, even though objectively she is trying to help his friend out. Mm-hmm. Maya's like Maya's a real one, and Joey is just like freaking out up there. Hey, you're not supposed to say that kind of thing out loud. Hey, what are you doing helping my boy? He's supposed to be have his mental problems on his own time. She also gets hit with the debuff uh, by the dub. Uh, when Yugi summons Blackluster Soldier, Mai's cleavage is erased in the dub, although this is the only scene in which her cleavage is removed. <laughs> that is so fucking strange. <laughs> uh, we also... Removed several shots of Mai looking triumphant and Yugi glowering at her for some reason. The way they treat Mai is so bizarre because, like, you know, in this episode there's a scene where they erase her cleavage. But, like, they still put on, like, the sexy music whenever she's on screen, you know? Yeah, it's funny that she has the Duke Devlin bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
like you can't, it's like it's this weird thing where like you can't see her boobs but we are gonna put sexy music whenever she's just like on screen doing her her like deck building stuff so it's this weird like she's not allowed to be sexy but she is allowed to be like objectified you know yeah we want to communicate that you should think of this as the the sexy lady, but we don't want to, like... But God forbid she be sexy. Yeah. Very weird thing going on. And then, like, also that part, like, they left intact in the dub, that part where Mai is, like, where Mai, like, uh, hustles Rex Raptor out of his room with the implicit promise of sex. Uh Uh-huh. If he beats her in a duel. So they left all that in. No problem uh, with that. It, it was a kiss. It was a kiss. Hmm. While they were playing the sexy music, though. <laughs> Just very, very weird handling of her. And yet, I still come out of these episodes being like, you know what, she's like, I think she should be in the main friend group instead of Bakura. Bakura's literally just this guy they picked up in the woods. But, like, my cares about them and helps them out. They were going to I, I, they were going to starve in the woods and she gave them half her food. Like I understand where you're coming from, but don't touch Bakura. <laughs> okay, can, we can <laughs> kick out Tristan then. Okay, yeah, we can kick out the chaser. It's fine. <laughs> get, get his ass out of there. He has one funny line, doesn't he? I forget what his one funny yeah, line in but this I don't episode remember what it is. He definitely had one funny line, but we've forgotten what it was. We were impressed, too. <laughs> Rip. Rip. Yeah. So, yeah. The, uh... Oh, I want to call out the way that Yugi beats the mirror wall, which is so fucking funny. Yes. Uh, where he uses the the brain control card on Harpy's pet dragon to take control of it. But Mai says, like, oh, if you're going to use it to destroy my harpies, you're, you got another thing coming. Because he will, even even mind-controlled, harpy's pet dragon will never attack harpy lady. Which is like, okay, whatever. But then Yugi says, nah-uh-uh, I'm using catapult turtle. And you get just, like, the best shot of harpy's pet dragon, which is about as big as catapult turtle, just kind of like uh-huh. folded up on the catapult and getting shot into the mirror wall, which is such a funny image. Is this the last catapult turtle shenanigans? Because uh, I don't I remember this showing up again. Yeah, I couldn't tell you for sure. I thought I thought the catapult turtle's only appearance was in the panic episode, so I'm, I'm honestly, I'm hooting and hollering to see our boy back. We stand Catapult Turtle. You know, after this show, he went on to become the Pope in Elden Ring. Oh, wow. <laughs> Catapult Turtle has become Catholic. <laughs> um, oh, and also, um, there's a point where Yugi plays a card face down, and Mai goes like, oh, what about my shadow, shadow of eyes, though? And Yugi goes... Uh, Yugi goes, Shadow of Eyes may lure men into battle, but my mystic elf is a female card. (laughs) Which, if all of the Yu-Gi-Oh cards have binary gender, I have a lot of questions. But last time we saw Mystic Elf, she was a trap card. 
I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> On the day that Bridget is announced for Guilty Gear, you want to bring this <laughs> shit up? Uh, she's not even a real nun. What are we doing? <sighs> yeah, I just, I want to know what gender is Karibo. It's unclear. What gender is Blue Eyes White Dragon? Uh, whale. What gender is Catapult Turtle? Oh, that's a guy. I don't know about that. I think Catapult Turtle has a has a feminine aura. Hmm. I think if anybody listening has opinions about Catapult Turtle's gender or any Yu-Gi-Oh card's <laughs> gender, they should email us. But I can't remember our email address. Do you remember what it was? <sighs> yeah, what would you do without me? <laughs> it's not we watch are... a Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess. <laughs> it's we are the email at gmail.com. Please Did you say the... we are the email at gmail.com? Yes, that is your one-stop destination to submit all of your fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card gender headcanons. Uh actually I think that um any emails we get do become canon. Oh, these are okay. not headcanons. We're actually gonna make them canon. Oh, like retroactively. Celtic Guardian yeah. is serving Stone Butch realness. That's correct, yes. If somebody else contradicts that, that's the new canon, and we just kind of roll with it. I know I will be contradicting it back. <laughs> Celtic Guardian, I will fight to the death on Celtic Guardian's gender now. Deservedly so. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about these episodes? Uh, Let me double check the bottom of the page that gives me all the wacky trivia. Um, it's, you know, I'm on the episode 30 now. A lot of stuff is restated from the trivia from the last episode. There's some removed lines about pheromone cards, uh, that were edited out of the dub, but I think we're just about, uh, wrapping this one up. All right. I'm recording this on my lunch break, so I have a heart out. (laughs) (laughs) I have a hard out where I have to pretend to be working again in a few Uh minutes. Um, You mean you definitely are working, if anyone's listening. I'm working so hard, boss. Boss, if you're listening, I'm working (laughs) so hard. That's right. She's got a hard hat on and everything. She doesn't even need that. Man, I got overalls on. I got a hammer. I'm just... Hell yeah. I'm just whacking a big metal beam with my hammer. (laughs) That's communism, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's going donk 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 <laughs> she got me going donk 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 <laughs> that did not happen she does not have you doing that <laughs> uh where can people find you on the internet you can find me on the internet online on twitter at gray grebe which is a type of bird um this podcast is one of the main things that I do online, but you can also read the uh, sci-fi web serial that I help edit at unjustdeps.com. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find uh, stuff I've done at norablake.online. This podcast is on the Export Audio Podcast Network, which you can support by going to exportaud.io. Um, get lots of shows there, and if you are subscribed to the Patreon... You can get all of the different podcasts in one RSS feed if that's the thing that you want. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who that's what they use 
rather than having like 17 different feeds. Uh, keep your eyes peeled because um, here in a couple months, Export Audio is going to get a little spooky with it. So, you know, dread that. <laughs> That's right. They're watching Van Helsing again. It's a great fucking movie. <laughs> we probably will watch Van Helsing again on Halloween, but not for a podcast. You should watch Van Helsing when I come to visit you. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Double feature Van Helsing and Excalibur. Hell yeah, and then we'll play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you want to play Yu-Gi-Oh, we can do play you Yu-Gi-Oh. Cards? I don't have cards, but I, got I cards. can get cards. I had my eye on a starter deck like two years ago when I was like, should we get into Yu-Gi-Oh? There's a pandemic on. And Autumn was like, maybe. And then a week later, I was like, nah, I decided not to get into Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> All right. I really do got to get back to work. So until next time. Yu-Gi-Oh! Disappeared out of here. It was time to pay my dues. Never guessed that you'd be dressed in my clothes and in my shoes. You couldn't wait to move right in. If I were you, I'd be concerned. Ain't no way you're gonna win. Bet you didn't count on my return. Thought you were so dumb. You had it all under control. Now enough is enough. Now I'm back. For our plan to succeed, Kaiba must be taken out of the picture. Permanently. You'll never take me alive. Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not gonna give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the blue eyes white dragon. Thought you were so 